Welcome to Asphalt Talk. Are you an asphalt professional? Have you ever wished for interesting stories about paving to tell around the dinner table? Does the thought of creating a safe and aesthetically pleasing road make you warm and fuzzy inside? Then this is the podcast for you. Each episode will tackle real industry challenges to pave a smoother way for asphalt suppliers and producers. This podcast is sponsored by MAPA, the Missouri Asphalt Pavement Association. Founded to promote quality and accountability, MAPA has been serving the asphalt producers of Missouri since 1990. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Asphalt Talk. I'm your host, Dale Williams, with the Missouri Asphalt Pavement Association. Today, we're sitting down with Kyle Phillips from Horizon Contracting to tackle the MAPA Board of Directors 2022 Board Retreat. So with that, I'd just like to welcome Kyle to the podcast. So Kyle, could you please tell us a little bit about Herzog and your position at the company? Sure. Well, good morning, Dale, and thanks for having me on here. Herzog, we started as a paving company in Missouri in 1969, and we've grown into a lot of pursuits in the rail industry, but asphalt paving and EOT work in Missouri has always been in our blood, and so we're still at it here. And I've been here 28 years myself, and it seems like a flash in the pan, (laughs) for sure. Absolutely. I understand. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about your hobbies outside of work? Work is, uh, you know, what my head stays wrapped around uh, what's going on and what we're doing all the time. But as far as breaking away and doing stuff, uh, you know, I like to take the kids to Colorado and ski and hike and bike. They stay pretty busy themselves with dance. So I'm a dance dad and we do we do a lot of that as well. What is one thing most people in the asphalt industry don't know about you? Oh, that's a that's a loaded that's a loaded question. Gosh, I don't know. Um, that I guess I have three girls and I'm a dance dad. For <laughs> they stay pretty busy. Um, three teenage girls now. One one's away at MU, but uh, spend a lot of weekends doing doing dance things. And of course, I wouldn't have it any other way now that that's what I've uh, experienced as a dad and everything. So it's uh, they're my pride and joy. So Kyle, could you tell us a little bit about why you're a member of MAPA and how MAPA best serves your company? Well, sure. You know, MAPA, uh, Herzog was one of the, the entities that was around when MAPA formed. And obviously the idea is that uh, we have an association that is prioritizing the legislative and specifications uh, directly with MoDOT, who's having, you know, trying to have influence and in representing the industry and promoting asphalt, but also, um, you know, making asphalt better. Um, and I, I think since we've been a member uh, and since I've been engaged, you know, we've gone from conventional designs to super pave designs, and now we're moving into you know for performance specifications. And and I think all of that, you know, MAP is just engaged in the conversation and helping to uh, promote the proper changes and represent the contractors, but then also spending time with working out those. Uh, those issues that uh, rise in in changing specs, and I think that you know MAP is there for, in our mind to to be the industry's voice. That being said, too, uh, you know, having been around MAPA for so long, uh, one of the the things that you um, figure out real quick is there's a whole bunch of uh, folks that are members that are a lot like you and and think like you do and and have the same challenges, and and at the same time, uh, you know, those those folks, even though they're competitors. Um, when we've needed things in the past, uh, or when other folks have needed some things, there's always a willingness to, uh, you know, help our fellow, fellow contractor out. There's definitely a, a family there. 
So Kyle, as the 2022 president of the MAPA Board of Directors, it was your opportunity to host the annual board retreat. Going into the retreat, what did you hope to accomplish? Well, um, you know, as I was just saying, the uh, the, the way we interact as, as fellow contractors kind of um, with with the same kind of issues, you know, my, my objective um, was to talk about the things we always talk about, and that's promoting asphalt, but then also just to spend some time away with folks and talking about the, the things that we do and, and how to how to how we make ourselves better and sometimes that's a little bit of comparing notes on uh, processes and things like that and learning for learning from other people spending time uh, with the board is is always a good thing so kyle the format of this year's retreat was slightly different as company owners along with their designated board representative were invited to the retreat how do you think this changed the dynamics of the meeting and would you consider it a success well, I do consider it a success because I uh, I, got, I personally had the opportunity to spend some time with company principals that that aren't you know on the board and that I've known for different periods of time and and I think it was an opportunity for as many things as we have going on I think it was uh, important and and fruitful and and having um, some owners uh, represented so that see their perspective on certain issues, which is really consistent with the boards, but just adding adding more voices to the to the conversation was 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 a lot of fun. So coming out of the meeting, the board identified several goals. I'd like to gather your input on those. You know, I don't okay. we won't go through them in any particular order, but you know, one of the things we spent some time with talking about was trying to recruit some of the producers that are not currently members of MAPS. Sure. Yeah, no, and, and that's always, uh, you know, what we're trying to, to do as a board and as an association is to represent uh, the industry in Missouri and provide value, uh, you know, to our to our members uh, all, of all types. We've wanted to pursue um, uh, some producers that aren't presently members, and so we we've kind of we've got some uh, got a plan to you know have some conversations uh, with those folks and. And see if MAPA can uh, provide provide value to them. You know, I, I feel like associations in general, um, not, and MAPA is not excluded from this, but I, I feel like associations in general make a lot of effort, do a lot of things, and then they're, you know, then there are entities that kind of reap the the benefits of what we're doing. Um, and you know, we'd actually like their perspective and help engage them and and. Uh, um, and and use some of their thoughts in in the in in how we make our decisions. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll pursue some and and we'll see if we can uh, add to our ranks. So I think probably one of the things that uh, had a a big impact on our industry this year was the Governor Parson put together a low volume road program of 100 million dollars from general revenue that was targeting uh, improving the surface condition of low volume roads. What are your thoughts on that program and what do you think is going to happen in 2023? Well, I think that, you know, I think the interesting thing about the $100 million is is we all don't realize how far $100 million can go in, in overlays of these roads and uh, of, of these uh, lettered roads, low volume roads. Um, there's a lot of miles of road that get covered for $100 million. And, uh, you know, it came at a time when obviously inflation and and um, and other things were affecting fuel and the cost of fuel were, were affecting pricing and it's definitely success. We like the effort that's being made there, um, but we'll uh, you know we'll 
will get a whole lot of roads done and it'll it's 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 taken the burden off of MoDOT to have to address the needs of those roads uh in the future um or for, for the foreseeable future so that that's a good thing and as far as um you know looking at, at future opportunity um you know i think that um, successful program could result in funding uh, for a similar type of program again. And I think our industry will definitely deliver the program that they've been contracted to deliver and, and uh, deliver it uh, in the time frame that we've been asked as contractors to deliver it. Um, it's a, um, it's definitely had it put a lot of demand on aggregate suppliers in the regions of where a lot of the projects were. Um, I think our industry is rising to it, and and it looks like it's going to be successful. You know, kind of staying along that same lines. You know, another thing we saw this year was the the governor's cost share program. I know in past years that's been funded at around twenty five million dollars, and and this year it got bumped up to seventy five million. And you know, for for everybody to understand, that's a 50-50 cost share. So increasing that to 75 million is $150 million worth of construction work. It may not all be asphalt, but there's certainly an opportunity. And I just want to get your thoughts on governor. Well, I think the, that. The, the, yeah, the, I think the best thing about that program is, is one, well, that it's, it's essentially helping to prioritize projects that other entities and or private development um have and so it's it is a 50 50 but the nice thing to understand about that is the other 50 that isn't coming out out of state revenues is actually coming from outside um i believe this is to be the case primarily outside of modot's funds and so it's it's really it's 150 150 million of essentially uh new money to add on top of the existing program so uh, and and so most of those projects are centered around economic development. So that's always that's always a great place to uh, um, be spending money uh, if if it you know looks like it's going to generate returns. So that's that's the idea there. So uh, definitely like to see those kinds of share programs uh, increased. And and uh, I think they they've had a record number of applications from what I understand. I think we're we're expecting some of those. Um, uh, awards uh, are to be announced uh, fairly soon here. And now a public service announcement from our sponsor, Maycreate Design. Google Translate doesn't work for web designer to paving company translations. You say hot mix and it thinks you're talking about the latest snack craze. Wouldn't it be nice to work with a designer who knows the difference between binders and bitumen? Work with folks who have been speaking your language for the past 17 years. Visit maycreate.com. That's M-A-Y-E create.com. Because if you think your website sucks, so does everyone else. Oh, great. You know, earlier you mentioned a little bit about balanced mix design and performance specifications. From from your perspective, how do you feel the new performance specs and balanced mix design are impacting projects in Missouri? Well, uh, you know, obviously time's going to tell in in the you know performance uh, long term, but. From every indication that we're seeing, we had we had one of those uh, projects uh, this past year, and from everything we saw um, on the project, um, volumetrics were good, um, turnaround and densities were great. Um, so you know these these changes where you're actually targeting um, a performance for for rutting and and cracking, 
I think make a big difference. I, and I think, and, and I'm not our quality control guy, but, but, but I've got a, a general, a pretty good understanding of how, of how the, all the volumetrics work. But what I will say is I think we do know that um, for a long time we've had, we've had strong mixes, um, but looking at what, uh, looking at the performance uh, performance of those mixes, they were strong. They don't rut, but they're probably susceptible to cracking. So, so as we balance these designs and try to um, positively affect the the cracking, we've have, we've figured out where we can um, kind of, uh, you know balance for the for the uh, for lack of a better term the the cracking and the rutting and and we're we're getting. I believe we'll have better performance uh, long term. So we're going to shift gears a little bit, Kyle, and talk about a couple of bills that we're tracking as MAPA for the 2023 session. One is the industry, sorry, is the engineer's estimate, and then there's also some liability protection uh, bill out there. You want to just share some brief thoughts on how you think those bills will impact our industry? Well, um, yeah, so the engineer's estimate language, um, uh, the way I read it, and, and, and I believe it's identical to some legislation that, that made it uh, through uh, the Senate and the House a couple of years ago. Um, it was on a bill that was ultimately vetoed by the governor, but I think there were a lot of other reasons um, um, it just happened to be, be on that bill. But the the idea there is that that MoDOT would open and publish an engineer's estimate uh, at the time of bid, and we see that at, in, for a lot of agencies across the country. You know, we work nationwide. We see it. Um, we see it with a lot of municipal owners, county owners, um, and I. You know, we think that transparency into the into the process is always a good thing, and so uh, we uh, are hopeful that. Uh, that uh, that uh, will, will make it to the governor's desk, and that it ultimately uh, becomes uh, becomes part of state statute. Any thoughts on the liability protection? Yeah. Um, so, with regard to that, um, that's also something we've been tracking a while. Um, the idea there is that we'll be afforded uh, some of the the same immunities that that the uh, that the DOT has uh, when we're out there being their agent, and uh, I think uh, I think we can we can look at a lot of uh, cases where contractors have been out there on the roadway doing exactly what we've been asked to by the state per their plans, and it does not we don't necessarily escape the uh, possibility of of litigation, and so we're the idea is that we would. Uh, we would, uh, as their agent, have that be afforded those same those same protections. So, Kyle, what what's been the most rewarding part of serving on the MAPA board of directors and as our president? Well, um, you know, like I like I said before, um, the the industry um, and and the people in it um, have always been, uh, you know, my favorite part of 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 uh, being being on the board and, and and knowing folks that basically are are out there doing the same making the same kind of efforts and trying to do um uh perform at a, at a high level and and so it's uh it's it's for me it's always been rewarding just in the networking uh opportunities and and meeting people and 
And then, of course, we get to go tackle um, issues, sometimes hard issues, but but we uh, we we figured out that uh, that those efforts efforts are worthwhile. And so, um, you know, we're, we're the association and the work that it does is is where the rubber meets the road um, as far as you know engaging engaging the issues. And so we're it's been it's been uh, I'm, I'm proud to have served on the board and obviously uh, this is my second run at, at being president and and uh, I'm, I'm just thrilled that, uh, that for the opportunity to be able to do it. Kyle, as we wrap this podcast up, do you have any parting thoughts or thoughts on where you think the industry is headed in the future? Well, uh, you know, this last year, if, if the last year has shown us anything, it's shown us that, uh, you know, we, we don't uh, we don't always know where everything's going. Uh, we've had a lot of cost uncertainty this year. We've had, um, you know, a lot of um, a lot of things working uh, um, against us, it feels like with regard just from uh, supply chain issues and and um, availability of, even you know, equipment, equipment parts. Um, for repairs, I mean, just all kinds of challenges. And as far as where we're headed, I mean, I think our future is bright. Um, um, our our industry, it, the DOT here in Missouri, the work we're doing as a as a construction, not just asphalt. I mean, I think that uh, we have um, we have a good opportunity with the funding and the um, uh, the different grants and things like that 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 we look at and and i i just i believe that uh there's there's definitely uh opportunity it's opportunity to be be uh to do our best and be successful and and so um we uh, we'll just keep chugging along and so no i think the i think we're headed in the right direction as the industry and and uh our uh um at least for the foreseeable future and so that's great well, I'd like to thank you for being here with us today. I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to Asphalt Talk, the, the podcast by and for asphalt professionals. If you enjoyed listening and learned something, please leave us a review. Your review will help us connect with other professionals like yourself so we can keep this conversation going. Google Translate doesn't work for web designer to paving company translations. You say hot mix and it thinks you're talking about the latest snack craze. Wouldn't it be nice to work with a designer who knows the difference between binders and bitumen? Work with folks who have been speaking your language for the past 17 years. Visit maycreate.com. That's M-A-Y-E create.com. Because if you think your website sucks, so does everyone else.